Hello, hello. Hey guys, how's it going? What's up? On for now. So shout out to OnlyFans for the best marketing strategy in 2021 so far. I just want to get that over with at the top of the show. Corey, you called it out and I was like, damn, that is clever marketing. That is good. Yeah, I was just like, hey guys, we're not going to do that thing we've been doing since the dawn of time that made us big. What? That's oh, crazy. Talk about it. Oh, we're, oh we're just we're just kidding. We're gonna do that. Yeah. <laughs> we even made it to CNN. That's how you know. That's how you know it's good marketing because CNN usually doesn't pick up things until two weeks after they happen, unless it's like pro their agenda. Anyways, welcome to the Bitcoin Podcast. I'm the host that talks first, the Fergalotti. I am the second host, Dr. Corey Petty, and I'm the third host, Jesse Broke. Welcome to the show. Yeah, man. Welcome to the gun show. <laughs> fucking jacked. Super jacked. My man's rocking 22s. <laughs> um, so, this year has ruined my body. <laughs> your, but your mind and heart and soul are enriched. Uh, sure. That's a great way to... Nope. <laughs> As... So you guys haven't known Dr. Petty as long as I have. And I can tell that you fatherhood is, is bro. You're evolving into a, you're like you're reaching your, I'm a curmudgeon. your Pokemon. I'm, becoming a, I'm quickly becoming a curmudgeon. <laughs> Do you look at tube socks differently now? Like, huh? I'm wearing tube socks right now. How about that? Highly functional socks and sandals. All about it. Yeah. It's nice. <laughs> Do you <laughs> rocking it, bro? Do you drink? Do you drink coffee and stare at your yard? No, I don't. My yard is my yard is fucked right now. <laughs> like you know, it needs a pick. lot of love. I'm about to. I, I got to the point where I just I'm not even doing it anymore. I'm just gonna go hire people to do it for me because I'm, I'm just not doing it. Just make it, do what you gotta do, bro. I used to love it. I used to love being outside, and taking care of my yard. Do you get nah, excited about that. trips to Home Depot? And I enjoy going to Home Depot. I went to TJ Maxx yesterday for no good reason. <laughs> got some shorts. Bought some, bought, got some shorts. Got some like pig ears for my dog. <laughs> good quality trip to TJ Maxx. Yeah. I don't, I don't have a kid. My girlfriend does. And now I understand all the sighs and groans my parents made. Cause it's like, <laughs> we gotta go to the store. But then you start rattling off your takeoff list, like you, like you, like your helicopter pilot. Like, okay, that means baby needs shirt, baby needs shoes. Yeah, yeah. 
shorts. Baby needs to pay the fuck attention. Baby needs like he's just like okay. Is are all the are all the checks crossed? Okay, we can go. Okay, baby threw up on themselves. Okay, let's start back square one. <laughs> let's start. Let's start right back where we were. Go to the store for one carton of eggs, and then come back and come back. It's not. Look at Jesse's face. Jesse's like, I don't want no part of that. No, nope. I don't want no part. I have of kids. Yeah. Yeah. So, so what's anyway, up? Let's get How's your week? No, no interview today. Just roundtable. We're just rapping today. Oh, if you want to start start with something, I had a beastly hashing out episode with Austin Griffith yesterday. I, yesterday, I heard. I heard. Talk to it. Oh. Um, I mean, Austin Griffith is. I don't know. He's just a prolific developer in the Ethereum community. He's been building stuff, a bunch of different things for a long time. But not only is he doing that, he's doing a lot of like quality education for teaching people a good path to get introduced to building on Ethereum or any EVM compatible blockchain for like realistically. Uh, So like, do you want to get into smart contract development specifically around solidity? Then listen to that episode. It is is now my go-to episode for like someone who says they want to be a blockchain developer. They need to listen to that episode Mm -hmm. because it's going to give them like the places to go to start self-teaching themselves. And then when they run into hurdles, which they inevitably will, where to go to ask people and learn more and get to like this threshold of if they can, if they can put themselves through the ringer, we talk about this, right? You can't just like read articles and then become a developer. You need to like try things, fail, try again, do it, like do it, get high on your confidence and then have someone dash that confidence immediately and then learn from that and then do that over and over again. And so you like get to this threshold of experience and he's provided that for people in a really fun, gameable way, which if you get to that point, if you finish these things, I can guarantee you a job period. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's that like that guarantee will last for, for the foreseeable future, in my opinion. Hmm. See, it's always my confidence. That's how I know I'm still. When my confidence is dashed, I want to punch that person in the chin, and I've got to grow out of that ego. Exactly, I've got a big ego. So, like, (laughs) people are like, "See what you did there?" (laughs) What you did? Yeah, we've had had some. We've had some. I've been. I've been hating on Kanye in in the Slack. Alicia tried to try to try to sneak a a joke about my hate on Kanye into the intro. We dashed that. Sorry, Alicia. (laughs) We apologize. It was. So, so I remember meeting Austin Griffith. I just remember that's one hell of a smile that man has. It's infectious. His, his, I don't understand how he's held on to that excitement for so long, but it's still infectious. Like I was feeding off it. And like the, the vibe of the show is so good probably because he's so damn happy about everything all the time. Yeah. Yeah. It's good. Like it's, it's amazing how much you can get done in this world just by smiling and being happy around people. Like you could tell someone like he genuinely enjoys this. You're going to have to pick up that pile of garbage with your hands. I know it sucks. I know. And they'll be like, you know, it does suck, but that guy, that vibe, I'm picking up this garbage with my hands. So he, he does a good job of like, 
morale boosting in all of crypto in a very genuine and authentic way because crypto needs a lot of it because there's a lot of fucking yahoos in crypto Corey. jesus i don't know how you talk about that we talk about that i mean that's why i am like becoming a curmudgeon because i i'm unable to maintain that like excitement for so long i get excited in spurts now it's not like this like i wake up and i'm like i love life like it's just like ugh, sludge and then it's like oh that's cool i'm excited about that for a couple hours and then it's back to sludge like it's what about you jesse um you, i think i'm getting get over, sludgy do you get overly excited about crypto the crypto community mm, depends on which one right not not bitcoin mm. i think newer communities that where they have something that's new and everybody gets excited about it and there, there, there's hope to build something new that isn't just taking money from people for nothing. Do you like, think that? Do you think that's like inevitability? Like these younger communities who are getting started with a hope are just naive, and they'll eventually they'll like if 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 they're like quote unquote successful, they'll just eventually get to that sludge. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I think my like, me personally. I'm sludgy because my day to day is dealing with people who have broken something and they rely on me to fix it or keep them from breaking it again. And I, and I, and I'm in a lot of communities of like just things going bad or someone taking advantage of another person through security vulnerabilities and trying to help that person out. And it gets old. And then the rest of it's just like dealing with scams and shit. So like, that gets old pretty quick. Whereas like I can see Austin maintaining that exuberance and like excitement and like love for the game because he's dealing with the on-ramp. He's dealing with like newcomers coming into the industry who are like, I want to be a crypto dev. And then they're like, then they start to play with things because he's built tooling for people to like get, go from zero to useful really quickly. And like in a gamified way. And he gets to witness that like snap, like eye opening, like oh, this is why it's so cool. Or like, look what I did. You know, what I mean, like, he gets to experience that all the time. So, like, the environment you put yourself in and has it has an impact on your like well being. And I'm like, I personally experience that, and I get to watch. Like, uh, it's nice to see people who aren't walking through sludge every day in this ecosystem that they make that benefit. You're the like. I feel like your position is not the IT guy of crypto, but it feels that way. Like, and IT guys have a, a renowned brand, I guess we'll call it, of being assholes. But it's just curmudgeons. Yeah, curmudgeons. I'm using that. I'm gonna keep using that word. It's a good word. I'm gonna look it up just so, so I can give you the definition for those who've never heard the I, word curmudgeon. So. For example, sometimes in my role, I've had wrong every IT time. guy. I've had to be. And like, I think it was like two months ago, one of my associates called me and they're like, hey, the Wi-Fi is down. And I put my phone on mute and almost <laughs> yelled at my wall. <laughs> and then I unmuted and I said, did you power cycle it? And they said, what's power cycling? And I put my phone on mute again and I sighed. And I put, put it off. Mute See, you're like, nice because you put yeah. it on mute. I don't even do that. I'm just like, <laughs> So, in the in the mic, like, oh god. So then, so what all happened is, what ended up happening is, I had to drive thirty minutes across town 
I was knee deep in what I like to do, which is business analytics. I had to drive 30 minutes across town, look at what happened. And we have construction going on. So they unplugged the coaxial cable from the modem and moved it three feet to the left. And I was like, okay, no big deal. I plugged the coax back in. Wi-Fi comes on. Everybody's like, oh my God, you're a, a genius miracle worker of internet magic. And I was the like, that was plugged in, it was in the way. So I took it out. It's not in the way anymore. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> it's okay. It's taken care of. It's taken care of. And that's the kind of stuff that IT people are like, okay, this is frustrating that everybody was to take the five minutes of time to breathe it that's through cool. and troubleshoot it. But, um, yes. you know, I'm, I'm bringing it up. So talking because. about like the general state of crypto, um, you know, if you're a newcomer to crypto, I don't know, Jesse, do you deal with a lot of newcomers to crypto? I haven't in quite some time. We get some of the slack, but they're not too, I mean, if they're making it to the slack, they're not too newcomery. What's a newcomer? There you go. There's a question. What's a newcomer? Hmm. Well, I guess we, we can sub segment newcomers into like newcomers into investing in crypto, newcomers into developing with crypto newcomers into researching crypto i don't like to throw that word research around willy-nilly these days um just because somebody's like did you do your research and it was like no i don't have a fucking lab i read some articles on the internet and i hope they're not shitty i followed the links and it didn't i followed the links and it didn't take me to the sex shop so i figure the article's okay you know um but I don't know. Jesse, what do you consider a newcomer? Mm, somebody who doesn't know anything about the space, right? Period. Period, I guess, right? But they see maybe it on CNN or some mainstream source and they're interested. Would you consider your mother a newcomer? Yeah. A potential she, newcomer? In, Is she, she into interested. it? No. Potential newcomer. No. What about your What about your sister? She dabbles in it, but she she doesn't care. None of my family care about crypto at all. Does she still have that ETH? Are your parents hitting you up? Are your, is your family hitting you up to no. like try to make money off crypto, or they just don't care at all? They they have other ways of making money. They don't care at all. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. Because my family, like family and friends, still like hit me up with like, "Hey, I want to put some money in it because you know I've seen how well you've done, mm. and like, and we and we think you're smart, so we trust your opinion." So like, why not? It's like their desire to like put some money in crypto is basically like a, a, a what's the word I'm looking for? Like a nod to the cap to me. It's like, they're like, they're confident in my opinion. So they're, they're, they're like, saying like, oh, you did this? Well, then we're investing in you. That's kind of like, that's the way I see it. They don't really care. They yeah. just think that like, they want to support the type of work that I do and they see that as a way to do it. And in the end, it may end up like, okay, cool. I put some money into this thing. I don't really give a shit about because my son does it or my brother does it or whatever. And maybe it'll turn into something either, either way. It's like support for him. That's the way so I see it at least. What's very funny is um, in the black community, if you want to be patronizing, you say little in front of something. Right. So like, yes. My, yeah. so, <laughs> yes. so my family's always like, you still doing your little Bitcoin thing? And I'm like, I don't even know how to answer that. It's very disrespectful. <laughs> you say, yeah, I'm, I'm still doing it. Yeah. Well, it's what's, like, what's, 
Yeah, what's the problem? You it's, should just say it. No, just say like, I'm doing my Bitcoin thing. But also in the black community, you have to always show complete and utter respect to your elders, right? There's no, there's no having any sort of, you know, brashness in your voice. There's no being tart. You know, you just like, yeah, what? I'm still doing my little Bitcoin thing. It's Is that uh, just a family thing, you know? No, that's that's a black thing. The no, that's at all cultures. What are you talking about? Asian no, culture? No. Not this. Not, not, this not, 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 not a white culture. Caucasian gentleman to no. my to my. <laughs> no, I, I used to. You heard of the term Karen? Yeah, I <laughs> call her Karen. I had a friend named. I don't think I could say his name, but it rhymes with. No, I'll just mm-hmm. say the first name. It was Nick when I was growing up and he was a dick. He stole one of my video games. Nick's a dick. Talk to his parents. Like we'd be in there playing Mega Man and his mom would be like, hey, you guys hungry? He's like, we're not freaking hungry, ma. And I'll be like, bro, you can't just, that's not. What are you talking about? Yeah, I was talking about like you got ca- the Caucasity of not respecting elders is. The Caucasity of our city. <laughs> But anyway, like, let's, let's talk about some crypto. Oh yeah, by, by the way, curmudgeon, synonym miser, uh, ill-tempered, and a usually old man. So, oh, no, oh he even says, oh, even this Web, Mary Webster, a crusty, ill-tempered, and usually old man. That's nasty. That's Why is crusty a part of? What does crusty mean in this context? I can't use it. My computer, my my Linux system over here crashed. So it means whatever. you don't wash your ass. That's I wash my ass. Let's see. What does so, crusty mean? So let's talk about some Twitter drama this week. So well, having or being a crust, giving an effect of surly incivility in address or disposition. Interesting. So we're gonna see more of this, obviously, because humans do what humans do. But well, Panda, uh, he said so he put Bitcoin class of 2013 in his profile. <laughs> says um, that dude's been around for a while. Slay your heroes. Do your own research and don't blame others for your mistakes. Slay your heroes. That's interesting, right? So, you know, it's an interesting thing to to put in there. But he says, I'm retiring my Twitter account. I've been in this space for eight years. It's time for me to move on. I've always felt uh, as a bit of an outsider, but within this community, I discovered there were way weirder motherfuckers out there than me, which is totally fine. Be weird. Be different. So, um, you know, he's been in the he's a crypto Twitter influencer for all intents and purposes. And he's oh, just, gee. Yeah, he's, he's been around. Like, he's been around for as long as I can remember. Like I've seen his tweets. Yeah, and he's bowing. He's bowing out, and that's that's the way to do it. I think. Like eventually, you just got to be like, you know what? People change. People move on. What's wrong with that? I'm out. I think it's cool that we have like a quote unquote radio show, right? We get to see all this stuff. We have an audible history of crypto um, that runs deep. And like, how much do you listen to those to earlier earlier shows? I do it a lot just to God, we sound young and less encumbered. Curmudgeony, less crusty. Yeah. yeah, we sound so hopeful. <laughs> Jesus, crazy how life does that to you. Like, dude, you want to see me like excited? <laughs> Gotta reiterate, go listen to the hashing it out episode with Austin. Like that's that's like me getting excited about things. Yeah. And then like the like the the feedback I've gotten from it just within a day, it's already been outstanding. So um, I do heavily recommend going and listen to Hashing It Out, which should be on the Bitcoin Podcast Network. I'm not even going to talk about that anymore with you, Corey. I'm done with it. That ship has sailed. Um, 
if I find that what shit. If, post, what, if you you post that. if we want? What if you did that, Corey? What if you if did, did something what? like uh, trained newcomers in the crypto space? All right. So this is what I tell myself. I, mm-hmm. I'd like to think this is that if I quit status, mm-hmm. um, let me get feedback from. Well, Jesse's camera is a little bit lagged. He's using it. Anyway, uh, if I quit status, I'd like to tell myself I'd be like Austin, but I'm not sure I'd be as good as Austin. I don't think I could do it. Like, I'd like I, that's, that's that's the story I tell myself is I would like to do what Austin does and be as good at it as he does. Now, I'd probably have a I would focus on a different cohort of people than he is. I wouldn't want to be the the on ramp introduction. I would probably at least to like new developers. Mm-hmm. I'd focus more on security um, and like. Um, Why so like, it, it, it makes in, you in the, happy to okay, be so in the show? That's well, more about what how he's doing it and what he's doing, um, and just kind of the he, he has full his full license for everything that he does. And I find myself in a position where I don't like I most of my day are things that I don't want to be doing, mm-hmm. just based on the work that needs to get done that I that I think is more important. Right? You need to teach the advanced course of Austin. <laughs> Well, like this is this is what I, this is. I'm actually getting to that. And part of that conversation I had with Austin was like, we had these like levels of education, if you will, like level one, and, and his, his level two was like how to become an auditor, right? The type of skills you need to do and understand in order to like audit other people's code and help find security vulnerabilities. Well, like I think there's a, a go in between between what he's doing, which is getting people. He says. He gets them dangerously, like dangerously close to making a product, right? So he goes from zero to you're dangerously close to actually having a product done and built. Uh, I think the people in between that, um, which is where I think I would I would thrive, is helping projects do everything they can do in order to build the confidence around the product they'd like to release as opposed to just YOLOing and releasing. And basically what it means is like preparing people to, to understand what it means to get an audit or like how to ask for an audit or in some cases evaluate whether or not you need an audit. And so that step in between does a lot to drastically increase the security of the ecosystem by allowing people to kind of like, like having developers do self-assessments and secure development um, but also teaches like helps the, the auditing community so that they're not constantly spending their valuable time fixing low hanging fruit or like making documentation for a project or that that should already be done. And it also facilitates that like funnel that on ramp of people who f- might end up liking becoming an auditor. It's like going from like, I'm a developer to starting to fix security issues you're like oh this is kind of neat i like this like but there's there is no there's no bridge between i'm a developer to i'm an auditor right now and uh, that that's like very well done and i think that's where that'd be a fun that'd be a fun space to live in but like once again i'm becoming a curmudgeon and i don't really like people anymore so i'm not sure how well that'd work out (laughs) that's something though that I think that's like life's greatest challenge as you as you level up in life. Like I've I've noticed like over in my 20s, I, I spent a long time um, learning how to interact with people, 
right? Learning skills, getting educated. In my 30s, I, I, I hardened some of my actions that I want to do towards my own goals. But now that I'm learning as I have to lead people on a daily, weekly, monthly basis is not just learning how to interact with people, but like learning how to know people and genuinely care about like that's something you got to like. It's it's tough because when you have like a mountain of responsibilities and you've got someone that needs you on your team, that's a tough thing, Corey. Like people will piss you off because it's like, I got all this shit to do over here and you're bugging me about like an email you can't respond to. But you unplug like, something from the router and you're telling me the router doesn't work? Yeah. <laughs> so you gotta, you got to take like a thousand steps back and like take a deep breath and say, all right, let me put my, personally, like myself in their shoes for a second and understand they're just trying to get their job done and they can't. The Wi-Fi is down. They've got customers in their face. They probably don't have time to figure it out. Like they're them calling me, if anything, is their trust in me to get something done well. Like, it's like, you've got to, yeah, I get it. And, I, and, I'm, like and I'm, I'm appreciative. I'm appreciative of, of like being able to be in that. So he is, by the way, like, it's like you're, it's like you're being a parent is really what it seems like your role is, right? You're being a parent. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, adults. you're an unautomatable decision machine. Like, like you, you've, yeah. you, you, sh- that's this weird thing about like this concept of success. Maybe it's an American thing, right? <laughs> is, we, we strive like for this concept of success that means everyone depends on us or something, right? Like yeah. the, the concept of management is mean, means that like people depend on you to do something and you understand things better than them so you can f- facilitate them doing that work. And, the, and like this weird concept of what it means to become successful is to put yourself in a, in a situation where all you do is just help people do other stuff and you don't really do anything anymore. And that's that. I think at least that's what I'm experiencing. It's management. Yeah. And I don't like it. I really enjoy doing work. Like the, all, all my whole life is this, it's this irony of like going from being a, being a professional in a given field to being like leadership in that same field of mm-hmm. I've spent my whole life being really good at doing deep work and not really listening to anyone sorry through like getting my phd and so on and so forth and then i now find myself in a, like and then like the, but like by becoming more successful i've moved completely away from all of that into a position where i'm only dealing with people i mean you're defining success in terms of monetary yeah gain. It's, it's definitely a definition of success but it's also like this definition of like like success in this context could also be acknowledgement or uh like like social status of if like the concept of something oh that needs to be done or like you need to understand something we'll go ask Corey. that's also a definition of success is becoming an expert in a given field yeah but that's other people's right because if you're not happy then it doesn't matter right i agree like well eh, that's it that depends on whether or not you think happiness is, is, is success i do like maintaining a high level of happiness should mean you're successful, but mm-hmm. we catch ourselves in these traps where we try to get to this thing where we make money and climb up a ladder or whatever. And that's, and you end up in a position where you're probably not very happy. I think this happens a lot. Wait, so we can turn this on crypto, right? This is like a macro level argument for all of crypto. Crypto started in an area where success was such an upper bound, you're free to do whatever you want. 
as crypto becomes more successful, it's dealing with more people and how people interact with it, how they use it, what it means when they're using it is going to be the ultimate. They're, they're going to be the common denominators. They're going to it's the people. Right. And so I feel like crypto does a really bad job of just turning pages in history. Not so far and looking how human behavior reacts. One of my favorite interviews was, oh, man, if it's so good, I should remember her name. But she used mm-hmm. to work for Consensus. She was like one of the first single digit employees at Consensus. And she was actually a psychologist that worked for Consensus. She wasn't a developer. She wasn't a programmer. And I was like, oh, that's that's probably gives you a huge advantage because you interviewed this person. Behavior. Yeah, yeah. It was back in 2018. She's blonde. Uh, she worked for Consensus. I'll look it up. I'll look it up. Um, go ahead. And look it up. It was a great interview, but she's a psychologist. Right. She dropped psychology to work in crypto to work for consensus. And um, I don't think enough of crypto looks at human behavior and like uh, the emotions involved with how people are using this stuff, because all that's going to happen if we bring this long tail all the way out. Right. If you're a mathematician, remember studying convergence for fucking three months and losing your mind. This converges to a system that probably behaves not so different than one of the systems we have on the planet right now. Right. There's going to be government entities that protect and secure miners. Why? Because those miners are going to have so much value flowing in and out of their ASICs. That that becomes a national security risk. Right. We're talking about people's pension plans, retirement plans, whole businesses have what these miners are mining on their balance sheets. And it, and it, it we're talking about retired people's annuities. We're talking about all these things relying upon miners making money and securing a network. You best believe I want some motherfucking M4s outside those damn mining uh, locations ready to snipe a motherfucker who tries to do anything to the power that's going to that mining facility. Right. Like it's that's 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 where this stuff goes. And I don't I don't know why crypto people don't see that. They're like, oh, no, I'd be totally decentralized and like utopia. They're like, no. That's not how that's going to work ever on any planet. This one or Mars, it's just not going to work that way. Sorry. So did you find it yet? Yeah, Alicia found it too. Carolyn Recal, episode 196. That is her. Carolyn Recal. Um, It was a great interview. You should go listen to episode 196 if you got the time. Three Um, years ago, April 12th, 2018. I knew it was 2018. I'm good with the years. It's good. I would could never have told you any of that. Yeah. Um, is nice hash trustable? Shiroxen. Uh, nice Doge glasses. Let's let's take a look. What the hell is nice hash? It's a miner for your GPU. It just automatically uh, runs whatever is the most profitable algorithm. Nice hash allows you to earn Bitcoin while you provide idle. It depends, Shiroxen. It depends on what you have equipment-wise. Misha, how do you feel about it? Sorry. Uh, Like, you know what it is. Why do you say it depends? Like, why why, why is this trustability depending? No, I'm answering the second question. Is it profitable? Depends. Oh, okay. Yeah. Trustable. I don't see the code. Uh, so I can answer this question for you, uh, Sharon. I don't know how to say your name. 
I've your, used Nice Hash a few years archive, ago. Archive, your archive. profile picture is, and I will say this with emphasis, cute. Uh, look, uh, is it trustable? It depends on how you define trust. If trust is, hey, I'm giving them these resources and crypto is coming back into a wallet I specified, then that's all the trust that you need. When that stops happening, stop giving them the resources. That's it. That's all the trust that you need is transactional, right? Is it profitable? Again, what Jesse said, that depends on a lot. How much are you spending giving them the resources? Giving them the resources. That's what you need to do, right? All your costs, you need to bucket them. Am I just considering a return on the electricity I provide? Or am I considering a return on the time I'm putting into this as well? If you do that, you need to factor some more costs in there. Like how much fucking, how, how much salad you eating on a daily basis, bro? I mean, at least the code source, like sort of, sorry, source code is open source. I'm still looking at the nice hash miner. Mm-hmm. It's strangely enough, only like low stars. It's gotten some I'm looking at the commits, like basically a commit in source code on GitHub is um, like how often someone changes the code. Mm-hmm. Um, August 25th, August 19th, April 30th, April 15th. And it gets, I mean, it gets code push to it it's changing i don't know how much of this is i haven't looked at it uh it'd be interesting to look run the it'd be interesting to run the software like build from source code run the software and then monitor it via something like wireshark to see what it's calling out to because like yeah you can see the code that doesn't mean anyone's like reviewed it to see it's not like basically like the question like by by trustable it's one of those situations where like I mine something with nice hash and instead of the profits going to me, it took some of those profits or all of them and sent them to some address that I did not specify mm-hmm. or it's stealing data from me to collect from somebody or like, or it's, you know, it's, it's something, it has malware inside of it that searched my computer for wallet.dat files, which aren't there anymore. But like, you know what I mean? Like, how do I know that I can run the software and it's not going to steal my crypto? And when you put software on a computer, you should definitely be weary of that, specifically if it's for crypto people. Uh, yeah. I can see the source code, but what I would, what I would want to do to like gain some higher confidence on whether or not it's trustable is to run it in a safe environment that doesn't have much crypto on it, and then do something like Wireshark, which checks uh, it monitors network traffic and look to see what endpoints it's calling out to or like what it's doing on the network and if any of that stuff is like unexpected right nice there's a bunch of other like, things uh, you could probably do but like it doesn't have as much following on the source code that i'd expect for something that's the greatest mining software but i don't know anything about it so that's about it mm. So uh, to answer your, this is kind of fun, actually. I like answering questions from the audience. And maybe that's that goes into like the theme of the episode is like maybe we should position since we have been in crypto since 2013, maybe just position ourselves to answer questions as best as we can. Right. So is it trustable? Uh, Sharon, I'd like to say you needed to make it a transaction that makes sense for you. Right. For example, I'm in construction. Sometimes I subcontract people. My trust is very transactional. Hey, you do this list of work, you get this pile of money. If you don't do this list of work, how I've defined it, you're not getting the pile of money. I can't trust you to get the job done, right? It's very transactional. For you, 
I think an important thing to add on to that, I think that's a good way to put it, is also like it's 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 time based, this dynamic. Like this is something that people should understand that like it's trustable for how much for how long. Like say for instance, like if you're just getting started, you got an extra, you get an extra computer with a nice video card in it. Sure, give it a shot. What's the worst that happens? You lose a little bit of money. If you're if you're using it to like run an entire like million dollar capital intensive mining operation, you might be able to put a little more investigation into it because the idea of trust is very different there. Mm-hmm. Uh, what are people what are people saying about it? Like do some Google searches and seeing if you can see people complain about it. I mean, the fact that their source their source code is open and you can look at it and other people can look at it if you're not capable of evaluating security there. At least you know other people are capable of it. You can go see if someone's bitching. This is that's a very interesting. This is a very interesting conversation, right? When we got into crypto, trustlessness was like the tagline. Now that's mm. if anyone uses this that as a tagline these days, I will I will laugh in your fucking face. Well, but <laughs> well, it depends. Okay. Yeah, we can get into that. So, like, I'm actually I'm doing a panel for the National uh, Cyber Summit in in Huntsville this year about blockchain security and like cybersecurity, right? Yeah. So, I'm the moderator. I'm the moderator for the panel for this for this conference. Uh, so, if you're into cybersecurity, go there. I'll be there. You'll see my panel. Uh, but um, part of what I plan on doing is just like demystifying or like dispelling this myth that blockchain is inherently secure. And that, that runs in with this like trustlessness part too, right? Mm-hmm. The concept of trustlessness that we came, that you hear about in blockchain is very narrowly defined and are like narrowly applicable. So like you can trust that the transaction that you send on an open and permissionless blockchain isn't going to be censored or rolled back by by someone because they feel like doing it. Mm-hmm. That's basically it. So that's like the gist of it. So <laughs> the rest of it is I'd like, like to, um, talk to when it comes to trustlessness. That that tagline slowly shifted from okay, this is trustless to we're disrupting trust. Which is okay, which is it's cool because trust gets disrupted throughout time. It's just it's big facts on a small level and on a big level. Big facts. So, yeah, I know. I like trying to talk like all super sophisticated and I'm like hashtag big big facts. facts. Hashtag big facts. Uh, So so then so my only argument now is that we haven't evolved from disrupting trust. Right. Everybody's cool with disrupting things. But nobody gives a shit about the other end of cleaning up the mess, except a small percentage of people. And those people stay in the game. For example, the Internet disrupted so many things. But then the only people concentrated on cleaning up the mess were Google, Facebook, Amazon, like these big companies. They cleaned up the mess as best as they can. I know, Corey, you've seen the back end of the Internet and it is nothing to be happy about. But they're, quote unquote, tubes cleaning up the mess so as we disrupt trust right what are the parameters now involved with composing this new trust is it time amount is it like what are these parameters how do we define trust in a crypto centric world what are the parameters of trust right i think that's a very interesting uh thing to examine and we're not going to do it on this show we'd be here forever but 
you know, maybe you guys can talk about it in the Slack. Ooh. There it is. Maybe you, maybe you guys can talk about it in the Slack. <laughs> Keep it hot. If you go to the bitcoinpodcast.com and you click on the Slack button, you know, you can join the Slack and talk. How, what, how had some new people come in who are like contributing. It's nice. Yeah. How do we define trust? You know, what one, I don't know how we do this, but I can, I can call We're getting like 3,000 unique listeners a week on a constant rotation. This shit's pretty dope. So if you're new and you're listening, I come into the Slack, hang out with us. Like these kinds of conversations at depth and breadth happen on a daily basis. Maybe it's not with us, but it's happening with someone in the Slack. Right. Um, you can also for some exclusive content. You can join the Patreon and get absolutely. into the secret, the secret patrons channel where more conversation happens. Mm-hmm. And and alpha might, alpha leaks. <laughs> you might just get a job. Oh, yeah, that's not that's not a Patreon thing. That's just like join the Slack and go to the jobs channel. Are you working in a job that sucks? Bows? Does your job suck and ergo your life? Do you want to change that because your life is sucking? Join the TBP Slack. Get a better job. I still love that chick just like just touching the thing. It's my favorite B-roll I think I've ever seen. <laughs> Who you, should make more, you, should, you need to make more of those. And like, you need to do more voiceovers so Alicia can make more of those. Oh, I actually, this is weird, but I actually really enjoy making commercials. Like I think about commercial ideas all the time. I wish you'd make that a stipulation of any sponsor we have is that you have to make one of the commercials. Like I just think about it all the time. Y'all think Donda is going to drop this weekend? And which crypto do you think is Kanye's favorite? Oh, that's because we titled the show. What is Donda? Uh, Donda is Kanye's new album. New album. So, hey, what's that weird thing he built? That's he like uh, released some like some like yeah. Q built a Donda based NFT. Uh, it's got. I'm not like, talking about that. I'm talking about something Kanye tried to release. People um, were all butthurt about. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about that though because that's on the show NFT QT, which is on our network that you all can right. listen to. Do that every week. <laughs> all right. And so Q Harrison, who runs NFT QT, which is a phenomenal show that focuses only on NFTs because the roof on that, there's no glass ceiling on the value of NFTs. That space is strange and it keeps on going. You know? It's just going and going. It's- so he released a Donda-based NFT. Um, and you know what, Alicia, if you could find that, could you put that? In here for Ripple DGen, he might like it. Now, do I think Donda's gonna drop this weekend? Honestly, Ripple DGen, I don't care. Um, Kanye, <laughs> when Kanye got in front of the world stage and said slavery was a choice, I stopped listening to that man. I'm just being that's my personal. I haven't heard any of his music, haven't, uh, don't know a thing that he does anymore. Uh, he stopped existing. Um, now, I don't know, Kanye probably doesn't give a shit about a crypto until he makes it himself. So um, he's probably sitting on a big old pile of ETH until he can make some NFTs and then say that he changed the game of crypto, uh, you know, but, you know, that's my viewpoints on it, Mr. DGen. And such a weird DGen. Ripple degenerate? That's... I mean, there's some, there's a huge Ripple army. Yeah, there's still, still. 
I don't know where they're, where, where are they? What, what, what social communities are they in? Cause I don't see them much. You just get her on Twitter when someone says something bad about the ripple. Well, well they're watching Ellen and they're listening to Snoop Dogg. <laughs> watching Ellen. So, um, let's talk about a new topic. We're going to switch it up. Uh, ETH is getting mighty deflationary. Is it? It's what all these charts and shit I keep seeing are. And then Evan Vanessa's is like, sorry, Evan Vanessa's. I follow Evan Vanessa's because he just is such, he's turned Bitcoin. So maxing. <laughs> into, now he's he, maxi. He loves it. He doesn't, he, he, he specifically does it to piss other maximalists off. I talked to him about it once. I don't want to talk about either. I want to talk about Algorand. Yeah, why? I want Jesse to take. I want to. I, I talk too damn much. We know. You know. I want to. I <laughs> take. You know. I want Jesse to take. <laughs> like, I talk way too much. I talk way too. I talk much more than I ever should. No, it's good. It like drives the conversation. That's cool, yeah. bro. That warms my nuts. That but I want. <laughs> I want you to talk. <laughs> There's like, I, I, yeah, I don't know. There's nothing really to say, right? It's like un- until right. cool things are built, I like talking about cool things. And right, right. now, yeah. I don't, I, I don't know. Yeah. So hashtag not investment. That's the NFT. So everyone watching and listening, well, there's four people currently watching. There's going to be some hundreds that watch after we post it on YouTube. Is that it? That is the Donda NFT that Q hair is. Sorry, 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 sorry. Let me get this right so we don't get fucking sued. This is a Donya inspired NFT uh, built with a Kanye esque vibe. I believe that is the description that we put. That's a nice NFT. It's 3D and and there's unlockable content that goes with it. So Alicia, if you could post the link to that on OpenSea, so my man Ripple Djin or my lady or or Madame Ripple Djin might want to um, you know take a look at it. You know so. Uh, so what is that? Actually, it looks like a um, a tiny penis. Interesting. Um, is that what it's supposed to be? <laughs> Interesting. The chode, right? So it is. Uh, it's not that. Okay. It's, not Kanye, that. it's a Kanye chode. No big deal. It's. It's a stat. It's a. It's a. It's a. It's a bust. It's a statue of a bust of a woman, or a very feminine man. Oh, there's a yeah. face there. Yeah, there's a face. Oh, it's in there. too small for me to click see. A, a face. Click on the link and you'll see it. Right. It's got unlockable content as well. Oh, whoops. Um. <laughs> oh, whoops. <laughs> um. How do you see it? I can't find the link. You gotta copy that link and then paste in your browser and then go to it. Uh, the problem is when I try and grab the text from it's fine. I'll figure it out. It's just not working. Interesting. Listen to me, galactic brain. You've got this. Yeah, I already get it. It's just what a pain. Intergalactic brain. Um. All right, all right, all right. So, Corey, back to the task at hand here, because since we can't talk about Algo. Which Jesse loves, by the way. Hashtag not investment advice. Algorand is pretty dope. Not going to lie. Um, you know, I get ex- sometimes I get excited about about some networks. When I can tell you I'm not excited about a Solana, but apparently it's good because the price is going up. And in crypto price goes up. 
good technology. That is <laughs> that is that, that is, is that's not a thing that we can say. That's ever. a law in crypto, right? Is it not? No, it is not. New? That's right, baby. Hmm. When Doge goes to a dollar, someone someone was saying Joe. Joe was saying in the in the Slack that he he. Every, the more he looks at Solana, the more he thinks it's going to be useful for a very specific case, the one that it was built for, which I think he said, what did he call it? Let's look it just, up. Just trading. Just just trading. Like he said, it's very high transaction, so it can support the volume. Yeah, he had something specific about it that I want to look. I want to, I want to see what he wrote because I didn't, I didn't know what it meant, so... And I got to figure out which channel it was. Probably price talk. Seems like a price talk type of thing. I'd say. Hey, so oh. Here it is. I'll read it. Read it out loud. The more I look at Solana, this is not me saying this is Joe. I'm not saying this shit. The more I look at Solana, the more I see it's actually better than every chain at one specific use case. That is what it was designed for, which is trading. It's the only chain designed to run a CLOB, C-L-O-B, fast. I don't know what that is, what a CLOB is. If it just solves that market, the tradition... The tradition notional value probably, of derivatives up to one quadrillion, while Bitcoin's traditional market gold is up 11 trillion. You're looking at two orders of magnitude difference in market sizes. And then people went on to have an argument about this. So that seems to be what some people in the Slack feel about Solana. I don't know anything about it. I don't know anything about it. Club is character large object. It's um it says two point to one billion characters long. So you think that's what he was talking data. about. That's not what he's talking about. It has ask to be. Him. It's it has to black. Be. Just ask him what's C L O B. Has to be. Finance clock has to be. I didn't say club. I want club. Central limit order book. That is not. I was wrong. You were very wrong. I was really wrong. Dude, talking about okay, trading, right. but one thing, I'm glad you put that picture up there, Alicia, because Joe's a whale. You ain't sneaky, Joe. Everybody knows it. Everybody. I don't know. I don't think he is. I don't think he is. If he is, he's like a beluga whale. He's tiny. He whale. ain't a whale. Yeah, tiny whale. He ain't, a, he ain't a whale. He's a quality developer. Oh, yeah, because that's what started our arg- not argument. Well, we didn't have an argument. We just have debates, Corey, about like, I think the 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 best kept secret in crypto is that crypto is just swapping spit, like Jesse said, at Infinum. I think a lot of people got super bit, super duper Bitcoin rich all the way back in 2012 when the price shot up from like $30 to $1,000. And those people are just recycling their wealth over and over and over and over again in every cycle to the point now where we have a JPEG of a brown rock selling for $1.3 million because obviously someone is trying to launder money. Like, come on. Like, that's just come on. Like, nobody that doesn't make any sense, bro. If it doesn't make sense, somebody's making dollars. That's what my dad always used to tell me. Right. Somebody just laundered one point three million dollars worth of shit. Brown that, rock NFT. Huh? Oh, there's a lot of them. Just follow like Twitter is just like they just every time these things sell, like I got a I got a picture of a rock that sold for millions. I don't get bro. it. When I was eight years old, I accidentally made better art than that on my Mac at school during computer class. That was me and my HO uh, hashing it out rocks NFT that I created yesterday on the show in like three seconds. It's got to be worth like at least half a million dollars. 10K. 
Okay. We're way off on, on what we think. <laughs> <laughs> These rocks are so bad. They're selling yeah, for like millions. What Come on, fuck? audience. Let's just be for real. These NFTs are money laundering. Oh, what's money laundering? There's the, I, don't, I don't see any other thing else going on. It's the perfect money laundering because the person's selling a rock. They're turning them around. People are buying. I don't. I don't know. I. I haven't looked at it. I don't want to look at it. They're turning because it's like a well-crafted money laundering scheme. We're like, oh, we're just going to sell this here, resell it here, and then there we go. So if if I make an NFT platform, right? If I just say I make an NFT collection, and those for some reason get used for money laundering by some people trying to throw money around and keep it, people lose track of it. I don't know. I don't, I don't know how any works, but like, does that mean that, and I, and I, for some reason, make a bunch of money from, from creating these things and other people use them for a purpose that I don't like or don't care about or don't know about. Yeah. Am I aiding and abetting money laundering? Yes. Should there be protections to some degree? Yeah. yeah. If I don't know about this and someone else uses it, this is a good question. No, I think if there's enough distance of me, you, if there's enough distance, then then I would say that it should lessen to some degree your responsibility for what happens with your artwork, right? Depends on how many orders of separation there are. If you're running it in, you made some art, put it on a blockchain, and then someone took it and ran with it, and I made some money off of it, but I don't know what they're doing with it. It's not your fault. I feel like if, if it was like a few people down the road from you, like. Like five people that have traded. What if it's the like, first people? Like I just like the NFTs re- reduce the number of middlemen in some cases. So I can. Hold up. So, are you? I want to read these questions real quick. Are you participating yeah. with the lobbying firms in Capitol Hill? House representatives this week blocked attempts to scale back the digital currency tax. Many on the ground fighting the good fight. Uh, well, I mean, personally. No, I don't think any of us here are participating in those conversations. I know people who are, and I support them. And here's another thing. I've talked about centralization in the past. I fully trust Coin Center, which I do believe is the the nonprofit group that 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 uh, specifically targets lobbyists, educates lobbyists so they can then educate regulators. I think they do a great job. I met a couple of them in Mexico. Had a Coin Center. Coin Center folks are legit, and they're probably the only uh, cohort in America that I trust in terms of following this stuff. Fully trust them. I know that's bad. It's crypto bad. I mean, trust anybody. Like, so if you if you want to support that type of thing, yeah. you should you should you should support Coin Center because they're the ones that are. Um, organizing rallying and and trying to like like they're the ones probably making the most positive difference in my opinion yep. and educate and like educating others about it and they're gonna do an airdrop bro so get in there with metamat no, so to go back to what Corey was saying like no i don't think if you just make an nft platform where people post art and make money off art then that's that's like going to the art auction and saying the dude up there that's being like, you know, hey, here's this uh, blah, 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 $2 million person in the back for this bootleg Mona Lisa picture, right? That's like saying that dude's aiding and abetting when you can never prove that ever, right? So 
I mean, if see, the thing is, like, if if I make a JPEG right right now, and then somebody that is can can be investigated to find that I do know them in some way, shape, or form, and they bought the thing for five million dollars or some something large, right? Mm-hmm. That's that's there's got to be something uh, behind that. Right? I agree. It's not just I agree. right. I that's mean, that, that's that, that type of like causal link yeah. of artificially inflating. Um, cause like I, I expect this happened with, what was that, that, that fight that happened? Uh, it was like a boxing match and they had a bunch of like old school rappers, including Snoop and Dre and like, like give, it was like half entertainment, half boxing. It was very strange, mm-hmm. but at the end of it, like the, the, the impetus of it was the final fight or at least like the, I don't know, 20, 30 seconds of the knockout or something like that was an NFT that was for sale. It was, it was being auctioned during the whole thing. Um, and it, like it started out at like a million dollars and then or more or whatever. And I, and I have zero confidence that that wasn't artificially bid up by someone internal to the organization. Like it was a hundred percent like, Oh, well, how much do you want this thing to sell for a million? All right. Who, who puts that first bid in for a million as this, as, a, as, as the like starting point. And in, in the end, then, in the in the interest of like like here's the money for that put up the bid no one can know it's you and hope that someone else tries to outbid you if not then whatever right logan paul versus mayweather no it's born before that alicia or like maybe they did that too but like come on yeah <laughs> no, one, no one bought that so obviously we're just speculating right there's no earthly way we have the tools or team to research if money laundering is going on with i mean i I could do it i'm just not doing it i could i could most certainly can we throw up that brown rock can we throw up that brown rock so the audience can come to their own conclusion on what the fuck's going on in the nft market let's go to twitter and just look up rock nft here i'll (laughs) I'll put one up real quick let's see what and maybe some that? of the squiggles that have sold for hundreds of thousands of dollars, which is literally someone clicking the big paint stroke button and choosing the rainbow marker and then making it squiggle. That's what I did for HIO rocks. I mean, it was like, if you tell, like, this is actually a really cool thing for playing around with this stuff. It's called Nifty Inc. This is something that Nifty, N-I-F-T-Y. That's the one. Dot Inc. Is an app that lets you basically create. And let's do one. Let's do it on the show right now. Here, wait rock. whoa, wait, what? Pause. Wait, if we screenshot this with that one point three million dollar rock up there, we should be able to sell that screenshot for at least twenty five k. Reaction videos are like super high right dollars. Now. <laughs> huh? What did you say, Jess? <laughs> I thought you were going to say twenty five dollars. Yeah. Uh, let's let's screenshot this. Turn it into an NFT. Put it on OpenSea. Try to sell that puppy for 50K. Alicia, you can have 25 of that 50K. Live. It happened on air. Live. It happened. And Here, let's make, do this. I'm going to make an NFT right now. Make I'm making the audio an NFT. unlockable content. Make the audio unlockable content. <sighs> Boom. We got ourselves a 50K rock. Share screen. Alicia, you get 25K. Boom. Done. Set it. All Contract right, so is this audio. This. We're doing this. We're about to make I, it. I do not agree. Live. I do not agree with that. What do with you mean what? you don't agree? 
I don't I don't agree if if yeah to putting up an NFT of us. Alicia gets the fifty percent of the NFT. What are you talking about? What's going on? Why why not, Jesse? What what's the problem here? What am I what am I making here? Say make Jesse doesn't agree and put it in rainbow paint and make a thick a, a thick thick paintbrush. Just thick paintbrush. All right, so we got some here. What is this? <laughs> Look at us go. All right, there we go. So thick, that's pretty thick. All right, so Jesse doesn't agree. That's too many. Says, that's too many words, dude. Like for real, smaller. But Jesse says no. Just put, Je- yeah, that, that works. Jesse, Jesse says, says no. no. I don't like that. I hope that's not how you make your J's. Because what are you trying? Yeah, that's how you make J's. Are you trying to do a fucking proof? Are you trying to do? Oh, a it's just, it's from math. Kind of, that's how I write J's in math. What kind of symbol is this? And I wrote a lot of J's in math. Oh, oh I do. Are you sure? I'm sure. Jesse, Maybe by the way, smaller. this is Artemir. What color do you want it to be? This is not Artemir. This is not generative. No, like part of the Artemir idea was if we could authenticate. Jesse's orange in a platform. Jesse's orange. Then you're all gonna do like a real J for you. Whoa! Don't say it's so central, bro. Jesse says no. Yeah. I'm going to do a real J for you. A real J. I'm going to say that to my girl tonight. I'm going to give you this. Jesse says no. There you go. That's an NFT. You want a background? Whoa. Uh Uh-oh. It can't be red. It can't be that. Yeah. You want like a different background? A part of of Artemio's idea was if we could authenticate the initial of the art. Nice. Then we can really pops that it was a Jesse yeah. says no, and I'm gonna do a little frowny face. <laughs> can you put like a little sunshine in the bottom left? Sunshine, yeah, like, like, like here, like a sun. I yeah, love how you like, put, here. Put the, put the sun in like <laughs> clouds on the bottom of the screen, yeah. All right, let's use a little sun, a little sun action, yeah colored in i like your abstract technique that's what's gonna make this nft fly what's my abstract technique uh, it's just the way that you're stroking <laughs> oh i like i like that sun <laughs> i do good suns bro maybe we should just do this and see if it catches this is this is now this is now our new thing yeah no watch i have a I have a a, a wacom tablet i can actually start drawing not what if now, you make an like, NFT every episode that's like something like custom like this, you know? I'm into it. Whatever. Yeah. And then you want some clouds? You want some cloud cover? Yeah, yeah. Put it on the on little, the bottom. Little, and then put grass little, on the white. top. Yeah. What about white? That works. Do you do white? I do white. All right. I know white in We've here. We've got to wrap this up soon because it is Monday. It is the morning on a Friday. Those are some beautiful clouds. You know, do my thing. <laughs> Jessica Bill will not name her child Batmo. Jesse says no. I like Ink it. That. What do you want to name it? Jesse uh, says no. Yeah. Limit. You this is is it one on one? Yeah, one of one. Singleton. Ink. Nifty dot ink. This is something we played with that Austin made like one of his first things. Or 
If Jessica Bills, guys, guys, what would be Jessica Bill's uh, child if she named it Batmo? Who's Jessica Bill? Beale. Oh, Jessica Beale. Oh, yeah. What to say? If the child's name was Batmo, there you go. Yeah, we can put it on the mainnet for 160 bucks right now. Damn. Oh, it's because gas is at 100 right now. This is so. This is currently on the XDI network. Um. Owned by me. Figure out a way to get it to people. I'll just make an extra account. I just start sending these things. Can't you just pay a minimal gas fee and just let it ride? For what? It's on XDI. So it's on a side chain. Yeah, but the up said to get it on the mainnet of Ether is 100 bucks. Just don't pay 100 bucks. Pay like a dollar and wait. Yeah, so it won't go. Okay. Want to just sit there forever in the mempool until it goes? No. Like Transactions get dropped after a certain amount of time. Oh, damn. I didn't know that. Otherwise, yeah, otherwise, you, just, yeah, otherwise you just spam the mempool uh, with like transactions that will never get through because miners will never take them. And then you'll, you'll end up DDoSing all the oh, nodes. Wow. You learned something new even at this. Hey, so what about Bitcoin? <laughs> yeah, same thing. Oh, mempool, wow. like, well, today I learned about. I don't know what the I don't know what each client's like standard waiting period is for transactions okay. before they drop them, but it's 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 up to the node to do that. It's actually I, that's an independent independent thing. How do we get this? How do we get this on OpenSea? Uh, it's literally what the the send uh, the upgrade is. It opens it it, it sends it and lists it on OpenSea. I'll 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 figure out how to get it somewhere, and we'll talk about. We'll just probably do this every time. Each one of us can make an, an NFT and then we'll figure out how to like put them somewhere so people can buy them if they want them. This is dope. We should do this every single show. Just have, And then we can make it a collection, right? Why not? This is fun. I, should, I probably should have put like the episode number on it. Look at us doing crypto. Look at us. That might have been so, Yeah, I'm so proud of us. Hey, guys uh, and gals and days, um, we're going we're gonna to wrap this shit. So become a patron. Go to the patreon.com, not the patreon.com. Go to patreon.com uh, slash the Bitcoin podcast. You'll see us. You can become a patron. There's perks to it. Uh, we've got like, I don't know, 12 patrons. They all seem to love it. Uh, <laughs> that's, all, that's all I got. Join the Slack. Go to the Bitcoin podcast.com. Uh, go to the Bitcoin podcast.com. Uh-oh. Was that a, is my son awake turn? No, I was looking for my laptop. Oh, it's okay. upstairs. Um, Apple, if you listen to us on a podcasting app and you can rate podcasts on that app, give us a rating. Uh, we love five out of five. Uh, we used to t- would tell you if you don't give us fives, you can go fuck yourself. Uh, we've matured, right? Give us, <laughs> give us the star rating you feel we deserve. And hopefully it's reflective of my man's gorgeous locks down there. Jesus Christ, Jesse. What are you using? Maybelline? Of course. Yeah, dude. Bro, bro, that is some that is some country ruling hair you've got there. Like telling you, bro. You grow a beard, you go to South America, you're running Nicaragua. Whoa. (laughs) I think that was racist. Uh let's go. Let's move on just a little bit. Shout out.
Shout out I mean, it's been a while since you alienated people. It's about time we start getting back to that. Shout out to <laughs> wide face and long neck. Uh, uh, so this is so funny. I was shopping in CVS with my girlfriend the other day. And she's no, no, no. It was Kohl's. And she's now a spokesperson for like Adidas or something. And so I looked over and I saw her face and I was like, oh, it's all wide face. And my girlfriend was like, what? Who are you? What are you talking about? And I was like, Zoe Saldana. And then she started laughing. Anyways, if you go to Kohl's, you can see old wide face. Uh, Issa Rae, doing your thing, girl. Everybody knows it. Look at that eyebrow. It's fierce. Uh, shout out to ah, I know this guy. This is Long Dong Johnson. Um, what? Yeah, he bro, said you're done. Oh, okay. We're doing the we're doing the thing here. Okay, bro. If you watch Watchmen with your lady, in the last two episodes of that season, this dude this dude plays Doctor Manhattan, and there's a lot of nakedry when it comes to Doctor Manhattan. And let me tell you something, Jesus Christ, it like. You just got to stop and be like, go ahead, take it in. That's a fucking dong right there. Like, it's it's unavoidable. Like, it gets awkward in the room. You just got to be like, okay, how long are they going to have this dude's dong just right there on the TV? Anyways, I don't know his real name. Shout out to Tina Turner's daughter. Who is that? Ah, the original Candyman. Uh, that is candy man uh today's that's also the i think that's when he was in final destination actually but that is candy man shout out to candy man as a franchise because the new one is launching on the low like this weekend and they i love they did they did no advertising no trailers they were like hey here's a new candy man remember when you enjoyed the first one go take a look at this one you might like it too so there's new candy man out oh and Long Dong Johnson plays the new Candyman. I did see that. That's right. There we go. It's all coming together now. Alicia, thank you for this puzzle. So Long Dong Johnson plays the new Candyman. Uh, if you haven't seen the original Candyman, it's a cult classic. It's a terrible movie, but it is good if you like uh, scary movies. Uh, who's next? Come on. Keep it coming. <laughs> all right. And there it is. Daniel with the Lawnmower 4.0. We were sponsored by them. I don't know if we still are. Uh, you know, get yourself a nut trimmer. All right. Uh, <laughs> Here's the NFT I just made. Oh, it's live? It's in the comments. And you just go to the NFT, I think, and just look at it. You can't, you can't do anything with it yet. I have to do that because I have the keys. All right, Alicia, I hope you screen cap that. Make it an NFT. Put it on OpenSea. We're going to try to get QT to sell it. We'll give him a cut. We'll give you a cut. We'll give the podcast network a cut for for what may or may be a DAO in the future. Look at me dropping these nuggets. Hopefully we get around to, uh, you know, and, you know, that's it. Jesse, you got anything?